The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And once again, hello, mystics, keepers of the flame, masters in the making. You have tuned once again to The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish, promote, and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. <laughs> and I'm Sid Bennett. You know, I invite people, of course, to awaken to the light every week. But I realize that we're quite sure that you've probably already awakened. <laughs> and it's really our desire to turn up that light by regularly exploring facets of God's consciousness. And today we are just about to conclude a 10-part series on how to spot false teachers and to recognize false teachings. As we've said many times, uh, this has a lot to do with the fact that opportunities are not endless. They are limited to some degree, and we want to make sure that when the Lord and the Masters knock, we're ready to answer and ready to choose rightly and well. So how do we do that? Vibration? Well, there is. There's a, there's a gut reaction, that, you know, a solar plexus reaction to most things that happen in the world and to you. Yep. And sometimes you really need to listen to that. Well, it is vibration, and I think that's where we do need that attunement. We, you know, if you listen to your Holy Christ Self, which is your voice of conscience and so forth, you should, we pay attention to this, then we'll have an awareness when things come up. You know, it doesn't seem right. Mrs. Prophet today in her lecture talks about certain names and the vibration of names. Yes. And how, you know, you know, there's a tremendous vibration just in saying a person's name, or in this case, the false heart, the imposters, or the ascended masters. And so it is an awareness and understanding of that, that we don't get deadened to, to these things and these vibrations, because intrinsically we'll know, and of course we've talked many times about the gift of discernment from the Holy Spirit. But I think one of the things that think about Tom and, and is that, Terry, is that, you know, we don't get distracted. And what distracts us? I mean, there's a, there was a movie out recently, I think it was called The Greatest Show, was about T.P.T. Barnum, who mm-hmm. was started circuses and so forth in the United States in the 19th century. And, and he started out by having sort of a, a freak show, you know, the bearded lady <laughs> and, you know, the tall man and, you know, people that were abnormal and so forth. And so that's how he built his business, so to speak, by getting, you know, these baubles, so to speak, or differences and so forth and attracting people. And I think as we talk about the psychic, which we've done the last few weeks, is people get entranced by the baubles of the psychic. The know, shiny pre- objects. Yeah, the shiny, predicting the future. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, you're a, what a soul you are, Tom. I can see it. It's all unfolding before <laughs> me, you know. And I'm so clever, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the praise, sometimes subtle, you know, and oh, what a future you have. And, and so we get distracted <laughs> from the, the, the simplicity and the beauty of God and um, whether it's wrong desire, I mean, Mrs. Prophet talks about uh, the fellow in the uh, movie Man for All Seasons, who was wanted Thomas More to he wanted a position of power, and Thomas More said to him, "Be a teacher," but he wanted something more. He wanted the the power and the yeah. recognition of the ego. So that's where we start. You know, God will protect us in our innocence, so to speak, in our purity of heart, and so desire the purity of God. That's is. You know, and following in the footsteps of Jesus and the great masters, that's how we get there. It's not in this distractive with the baubles of the psychic and, you know, the things that we think might be interesting or things that make us feel important. No, you are important. God's in you. 
how much more important can you be? Indeed. <laughs> you know, and I think it's very important to remind people, too, that when you want these things, ask for them. Make these calls, make these prayers, make these decrees, ask for this discernment, ask for the ability to discriminate, to have the right vibration, to have a listening grace. Yeah, and then then pay attention to what you're hearing. And, you know, we're not afraid to put our foot outside the door in the mornings, lest, you know, we encounter things <laughs> that might not be nice. But going out there with the armor of Archangel Michael and our protection and awareness and being the instrument of God to other people. And I was just picked up a book on kindness um, that we published as kind of a gift book at, in the organization here. You know, it's a, you never know the ripples from your kindness oh, yes. that go forth throughout, <laughs> throughout the planet, literally, you know, and so forth. So, in other words, what do, focus on the things that are important, not on the baubles. Well, because they can distract us, not in, just in this lifetime, but for many lifetimes. You know, one of the aspects, not the only one, but one of the primary aspects of this search, too, is that the soul hunger becomes very evident to us. We know that we are compelled to seek answers. We're compelled to find the, the, path, the pathway home. And that's why we can get distracted. If we don't have that discernment, if we don't have the correct discernment to know what's, what we're seeing or what we're experiencing, we can make a wrong choice. And we might not know it for a while, but when we have said so many times, everything that we do, everything that we think, do, is motivated, animated by the, by the light and the energy of God. So we become, in effect, co-creators. It's an enormous responsibility. It's enormous accountability. And, of course, it's a, the consequence of it is karma. And, and you know, we, we live in an imperfect world. We make mistakes. The masters know we make mistakes. We're not going to become perfect in terms of our outer activity. Even, you know, walking the earth as a Christ, you know, you're going to make some mistakes at the human level. It's the nature of the plane we live in. But we have to be aware, you know, not only just to minimize things, but to be, be aware of where things are taking us. Because sometimes the most seemingly innocent thing can take us from our true path. Because if it gets us to move one degree, then it's two degrees, then it's 10 degrees, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's 180 degrees. Yeah. We're going in the wrong direction. So that's where giving God the chance to teach you. And if we ask in sincerity and purity, God, please guide me, and we're willing to listen. You know, God, I want to know the truth, but any truth except this one particular one over here, that one I'd prefer not to have, you know. <laughs> so that's not going to work. You have to be willing to take God's truth however it comes. And that's our protection. It's in our, our trust in God and not in the outer of anyone's human consciousness, no matter how good their intentions are, no matter how true their teachings seem to be, quote-unquote, uh, a lot of sincere people out there that are leading other people astray. Yeah. So go within, go to the light, get the affirmation of the vibration. Obviously, we feel the vibration of the Ascended Masters, these teachings, are, are such that have drawn us. So give God the chance to teach you all these things. Well, you know, this brings up another thing, too. One of the dimensions of this equation, and it's one that's kind of maybe hard to quantify, is the Master's love for us. I think sometimes we forget, you know, we in the, we're in the midst of learning and growing and becoming, you know, letting go of the human, becoming more of the divine. We forget that we have an underlying psychology, perhaps, that tells us you're not worthy. You're not good enough. You know, you're, you're not, a, you're, whatever it is you need, you don't have enough of it yet. But the masters constantly tell us and remind us that they love us unconditionally. And so to recognize and to embrace that love Gives us the impetus to get through the hard times. Well, they love our souls unconditionally, but, you know, they also practice tough love. Well, because, yeah. you know, nobody wants spoiled children, and including the ascended masters. Why? Because a spoiled child can't put on the full mantle 
of the mature adult. And we cannot put on the mantle of our Christhood if we're indulgent, spoiled children. And so it's a process, you know. The masters recognize God will meet you where you are. You know, all of us came into these teachings with, shall we say, you know, things in our aura that, you know, hopefully aren't there anymore. You know, so it's it's a we're work in progress, but we are striving. As long as you're striving in sincerity and humility and purity, you know, God will work with you. The masters never condemn us. Okay, forget that. Jesus never condemned people. The masters don't condemn people, but they're not going to give their light to things that are that's misqualifying that light and leading people away from the truth, no matter how good intentioned it is. So we want to make sure we're in alignment with the will of God. And the masters love us so much they won't indulge us. They won't indulge us in things that are not for us when we know the truth doesn't mean we don't ever make mistakes or backslide or whatever but nonetheless we have an accountability to get that support and love on the outer they aren't going to stop loving us god has never stopped loving us for who we are it's part of our mistakes i remember uh, an example of <clears throat> excuse me of tough love was you, you you remove the door from the bedroom of the teenager that's just completely out of control and uh, <laughs> if you can, if we can think of ourselves as not having a door, and everything that we do is exposed to the consciousness of God, it kind of puts it in a different flavor. Well, it, it's like you know, a few years ago they had Las Vegas had this advertising thing was what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, you know, if there ever is a greater lie than that, I don't know what it is. You think God doesn't know what goes on in Las Vegas? It's an enticement of the follow one. Surely you shall not die. Oh, God's not looking right now. You know? drink and be Nor do we live in fear of God. You know, so we make mistakes. We call upon the law of forgiveness. We try to balance that karma or the mistake in any way we can. And then we move on in the dignity of our holy Christ selves. You know, we have to walk in dignity. God is within us. doesn't mean everything we do is perfect. But we have to walk in dignity and not go chasing after the baubles of the world, you know, because they're not how we're going to get home to God. God gives us free will. You can do anything you want. As long as you have life and breath, you have free will. And so choose this day to embrace the will of God and not the baubles of somebody's human consciousness, no matter how well-intentioned they are. Mm-hmm. You know, a little fine-tuning on this point, um, we we can't avoid, I mean, God sees everything. <laughs> you can't hide from God. But it is possible to dodge karma by accumulating a, a, a backlog of maybe good deeds in, in one lifetime. Having you know, have what's the, the example? Building a hospital. Yeah, yeah. With your name on it. Getting your getting your name on a chair in the theater. <laughs> right. You know. But at some point, the, the bill comes due. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, and and the fact that God sees everything. Of course, Lucifer. You know, people unfortunately use the symbol of the clenched fist for resistance today. Yeah. The symbol of the clenched fist is what Lucifer had. Against God. When he went to the second death. You know, so it's, you know, it's that, it's that defiance of God. So, you know, it's okay if you're not perfect at a human level, because none of us are. But we, if we want to get where we want to go spiritually, there takes a striving, it takes a commitment, it takes getting up when you fall down, and not, as I said, getting taken from the truth path homeward to God. Um, It's in humility and love and the simple things of life. That's the way home to God. Yeah. It's not in all this psychic phenomena that's fascinating, interesting. And because, again, you're tuned in to not, you're not at the level of the ascended masters. You're at the level of discarnates. Well, and, and we're on a pathway where we're hoping to make right decisions, as many as possible. That's one of the things I think St. Germain said, that he, he made his ascension because he made two, two million 
Right decisions. Right decisions. Yeah. yeah. So you take them one at a time. <laughs> Only 1,600,000 to go, right? <laughs> oh, I lost count. Darn it. Where am I? <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> well, we're going to take us back to the thesis of this program, which is basically to have discernment, recognize vibration, have the correct listening grace, know the, the and listen to the, the Holy Spirit and the Christ self within to differentiate on the path choices that can take us either left or right. And, and I think, Tom, too, the reason these teachings, we th- want to share them with you today is because light bearers are generally pretty naive in the sense they, they can't understand evil because they, they don't have real evil in them. And so they can't understand what is going on and what opposes their true divine plan. And so having that knowledge, we don't focus on them. We don't live our lives talking about them, but we have to be aware of them so that when we focus on God, we won't be distracted. Yeah no matter how subtle that distraction is. And it's not always the bearded lady. <laughs> no. Sometimes it can be much more subtle. Oh, just think of all the good will be if you come over here. But it takes, it, it may be nothing else than taking opportunity from you. Don't yeah. lose it. Yeah. Well, as we said at the top of the show, uh, we're going to be listening to a series of excerpts from lectures that uh, Mrs. Prophet has done on this subject. And when we come back after a short break, we're going to look at the concept of the false hierarchy and how it affects you personally. So please don't go away. Back in a moment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face, and their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On the open door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. 
listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you for staying with us. In this next lecture excerpt, we're going to listen to uh, Mrs. Prophet talking about not only the false hierarchy, but also the choice we make at some point in the path to choose the left-hand path or the right-hand path. And where does that place us? Where does our choice place us in the hierarchy of consciousness? Here's more. I wondered if you all are aware of the fact that you have a false hierarchy impersonating you. Yes, individually. Each individual among you has a psychic imposter on the astral plane. At least one. The higher you go in attainment, the more you have. Anyone who sets his foot to the path of the ascension, to the path of self-discipline and initiation, has gone through the schools of the brotherhood. You've been in classrooms. You've been among your peers who have come to the why in the road, and they have chosen the left-handed path. They have decided that the knowledge that has been given them is a greater benefit to them if they use it to the glory of the ego, the human ego, instead of the divine ego. So they have parted from you, and you have gone on on the path of enlightenment, and they have become jealous, envious of your light, determined to stop your progress. Then there are those who are not your classmates, who are simply a part of the legions of the fallen ones, whose sole reason for being, since they have determined never to confess the Christ, is to get as many souls as possible off of the path of the ascension and onto the way of the second death before they go through the second death. So they always pick those who are the most advanced. The impostors of St. Germain and Moria are numerous, and they regularly appear to students and people, and they give their messages and their flattery and so forth. It all has the same purpose in mind, to get your light to bind you to their personality so that they can take your light through that binding, to sow the seeds of psychic phenomena and get you off the path in one way or the other. They're not going to make it, so they don't want you to make it either. It's all part of Armageddon. It's all part of this game that they play that is totally unreal. Now, you have imposters on the physical plane as well as the astral plane. And as I said, the farther you advance spiritually, the more you become aware of them. There is always someone who is jealous of your divine plan and who wants to be you. They're jealous of your family, they're jealous of your husband, they're jealous of your wife, they're jealous of your children, and they move in on you, and you have to watch out for them. They try to steal your blueprint. I have actually seen fallen angels in incarnation who were fashioned after my own soul blueprint, and who have come to me and said, I'm part of you, or I'm in love with you, or trying to establish some kind of a tie. And I would look at them and almost be astounded because it was like looking at a mirror reflection of myself, except they were fallen. Definitely fallen. A very rebellious consciousness, very dark, 
unkempt and so forth. There are the fallen ones of Mars and of other planets who impersonate the people of light, the children of light throughout a solar system. So you need to be careful. When you see a man for all seasons, you see the young boy who wanted to get the teaching job from Sir Thomas More. And he didn't want the teaching job. He wanted to work in the government, and Thomas More said, be a teacher. Well, there was no glamour to being a teacher. He was very envious of Thomas More. And that individual actually knew Elmoria when Elmoria was a disciple of the god Mercury and a chila, an initiate on Mercury. And he was always jealous of his attainment. He failed to see that he could choose to be God just as easily as Moria had chosen to be God. He failed to see that. And instead of becoming the light himself, he was always on the sidelines trying to usurp that light, that energy of Moria's, and continuing to be jealous and caught up in this thing of the carnal mind that works on the three-nine axis. The conceit of the carnal mind always feels that it has to defend itself through deceit. Whenever you have a carnal mind or an ego, it always looks for devious ways to defend its position. And that's the challenge of the three-nine axis, to unseat the carnal mind and replace it with the Christ consciousness. And then you find you can be totally honest because you're no longer attached to a carnal mind which needs to be defended with dishonest tactics. So, the reason I'm bringing this up is that you have to be wary of the fact that there are right now beings on the astral plane who are extremely jealous of your light, who are coveting your position, and who will want to interfere with your mission and their tactic is to preempt you. So you're going to write a book or you're going to hold a conference or you're going to give a lecture. They'll give one a week earlier or a month earlier. They'll come out with their book. They're always preempting the timetables of the Brotherhood. They'll come in and try to steal the show. They'll put out their flood of psychic material so when the Master's teaching finally get there, everybody's heard so much from the psychic that they're fed up with the whole thing and... They don't take notice of the Master's teachings. Now, when you feel unduly tired for no reason, you're sleeping well, you're eating well, you're exercising properly, and you feel continually drained, and you have a checkup and there's nothing wrong with you, your light is being sucked by the constant attention of the fallen ones, and they are draining you of your energy. Jealousy and envy are a draining process. Jesus said, your enemies will be they of your own household. Sometimes you find the ones who love you the most, who you trust the most, are the very ones who are jealous of you, who resent you, who secretly hate you but tolerate you because you're in the family. And then, of course, there's the love-hate relationships that come about because of karma where the alternating manifestation is present. Now, I just wanted to preface my going into the teachings with these remarks because the false teachers and the false teachings are simply an organization of the imposters of the light bearers. It's the difference between the microcosm and the macrocosm. On the greater scale of world consciousness, the organization of these schools of the false hierarchies of the Black Brotherhood, their teachings and their teachers 
are the imposters of your real Christ consciousness, your real guru, your real blueprint, your real divine plan, and the teaching that you are going to give forth as a representative of the Great White Brotherhood. So you need to know the false teachings as well as you know the imposters who present them. And they will always seek to imitate you. And you need to give your decrees to Archangel Michael for your protection, to be cut free from them, for them to be exposed. When we say expose the lie, you're calling for the exposure of, of any lie regarding your Christ consciousness that anyone is carrying around. Now this teaching that I want to take up with you is by the imposter of Mark Prophet. He claims to be the reincarnation of Mark who wrote the Gospel of Mark. Our own Mark Prophet was embodied as Mark and did set forth a writing in that Gospel. He says it's the age of Mark and that he is Mark. Well, it does happen to be the age of the coming of Mark who wrote the, the Gospel by that name. It does happen to be the age of the fulfillment of the cycles of Ekhnaten, 33 centuries after his setting forth of the concept of the one God. He has returned to fulfill his mission and made his ascension. So in that sense, it is that age of the conclusion of the mission of Mark, which is a very important mission because it concludes the interpretation of the teachings of Jesus Christ, which he began setting forth as Mark, then his origin of Alexandria, and then working with St. Francis as one of the doctors of the church, one of Ventura. You recall that St. Francis healed the little boy. He had a very bad illness and uh, was so happy that he was healed, he exclaimed, Oh, good fortune, one of Ventura. So his mother called him that from then on. And he became dedicated, became a Franciscan, and carried on in place of St. Francis in the Franciscan order. Now, Mark continued this for 2,000 years, setting forth the true teachings of Christ. So this is a usurpation of his mandala, his flame, his mission in this age. Not only that, but this individual claims to be the incarnation of Moria and other psychic channels working with him claim to be incarnations of other ascended masters. Anytime you hear someone claiming to be an incarnation of an ascended master, you right away know that something isn't right. Either they are innocent and really don't understand the teaching and are being overshadowed by the masters and feel the master so strongly that they have come to believe they are the master, or they are just totally psychic imposters. Now, the master's consciousness certainly delineates himself and the Christed individuality of his chila. It is certainly not the masters who give that impression that the chila and the master are one. So if an individual is actually in conscious contact with a real ascended master, there is really no possibility of the chila assuming that he is the master. Because the masters come to heighten your individuality, the individuality of your God flame, not to take it from you. You know, I think if we were to bottom line this, if your teacher is always helping you cultivate your Christ consciousness, you're probably in the right place. We've got to take a brief time out. Back in a moment.
us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thanks for staying with us. Consider this. When you become the incarnation of your I Am Presence, you become a living master on earth. Here's more. In order to be someone important, you don't have to be the incarnation of an ascended master. You need to be you. You are important enough to be important. Your I Am Presence is important enough. Be the incarnation of the I Am Presence, and you will be a walking, living, ascended master consciousness, a living master on earth. So there's that psychic thing that people feel so belittled and so condemned in their own egos that they have to have their claim to fame be that they are an Ascended Master. This particular channel came to this retreat, and because he felt he was Moria, he took the credit for having precipitated the retreat, drawn the funds, and done the whole thing, and he walked about admiring his accomplishment. And uh, then he sat down in the family room and uh, proceeded to explain to us that uh, he always knew that he was someone important, but he never really quite could figure out who he was. And then finally one day it was revealed to him that he was El Moria. He also gave an outline of 
experiences of Jesus giving a dictation in a space suit, walking out of a spaceship in a spacesuit and giving a dictation. We who were listening to this account thought that he was uh, telling a joke, so we all laughed. But he didn't laugh. He was very serious and thought that we were very rude that we had laughed, of course. But Jesus does not require a flying saucer, as you understand, to move about the cosmos, nor does he come in a space suit when he speaks. Now I'm going to give you a few other facts about this outfit, but I wanted to mention that after they left, Moria's picture used to hang here before this became the sanctuary, the one that is to your right. And we faced Moria's picture, and he winked at Mark. <laughs> and he said... Um, can you imagine that I didn't know who I was? <laughs> you think about the fallacy of the psychic consciousness. In other words, here is this psychic walking around, always knowing he was somebody important, but not knowing who he was. Can you imagine Moria walking around, not knowing who Moria was, not knowing who he was? Somehow that doesn't occur to people when they get caught up in the psychic. Now, a lot of people think that our teaching is very close to these people, and for a long time, I didn't think it was really worth bothering with opposing or exposing the situation. However, they entered into a very vociferous and uh, concrete attack against the Summit Lighthouse on decrees. They were against decreeing. And uh, they put out a number of publications with dictation stating that you weren't supposed to decree. They call themselves channels. Representatives of the Great White Brotherhoods never call themselves channels. That is strictly a psychic term. And this term channeling is like screeching a piece of chalk on a blackboard. It's not the terminology of the Great White Brotherhood. They do have communications from flying saucers, which is taboo with the Great White Brotherhood. You might as well cross off your list anyone who is getting information from the flying saucers. The uh, female channel in this organization claims to be the incarnation of the Ascended Lady Master Nada, who is on the karmic board. This woman teaches people to be channels, psychic channels. And that is strictly forbidden by the Great White Brotherhood. The only one who trains a messenger is an ascended master or a messenger under an ascended master. You are born a messenger. You are not made a messenger. You are made a messenger by training over many incarnations. This woman says she receives messages through the mental telepathic impression or electromagnetic beam from higher dimensions and from interdimensional and interplanetary spacecraft. The only true messages come forth through the I Am Presence and the Ascended Master Consciousness. These people are a proving ground for a lot of human consciousness. There's no question that they are contacting consciousness, but the consciousness is not ascended. 
I wouldn't doubt that they were in contact with spaceships, astral beings, masters impersonating the Great White Brotherhood. They are sensitives, they are psychics, they are channels. They are not channels for the purity of your God flame or the ascended masters. So they are open doors from the psychic to the physical. And this psychic material continues to just pour through them. And that is the flood that the dragon cast out of his mouth to swallow up the divine woman and the man-child. The flood of psychic material, pornography, coming out by the reams is intended to drown out your sensitivity to the Christ child, to your own mother flame, to the Holy Spirit. It is not the plan of Saint Germain for the age of Aquarius to have a lot of psychic channels on the planet. It is a misuse of the seat of the soul chakra and of the soul faculties which the masters are developing in you for solar awareness, not psychic awareness. Solar awareness. Solar awareness is the fullest potential of your soul consciousness, the awareness of the self as a focus of the central sun in your place in the solar system. The third director of this group claims to be the incarnation of Dwal Kul. They are not. Now, they have ascribed to St. Germain the name of Dr. Hannibal, and he flies around in a spacecraft 1236. He has special Hieronics equipment not found in his regular headquarters ship 1235. St. Germain has also been called by other psychic channels as Aeolius, or maybe that's the name given to the Ma Chohan. All of these alternative names for the Ascended Masters are the names of their imposters. The imposter of Jesus is Sananda. The imposter of uh, Cyclopeia is Vista. The imposter of uh, the Great Divine Director is Sethru. And all of these various beings have contacted various psychic channels at various times, and they have said, my name is so-and-so, my name is Sananda, for instance, I'm Jesus, but this is my new name, and for the new dispensation I want to be called by this name. So all the psychics run and they start praying to Sananda instead of Jesus. So Sananda gets all their energy, and he's the false hierarch, the imposter. The masters do not recommend name-changing. Now, this particular exposure is on some other tapes being played at level one. Have you heard these tapes yet? We'll see that they aren't repeated. You can have the access to them. Now, there was a report in 1971 that around Thanksgiving through February, there would be a new to Earth, a moon to Earth boomerang spaceship from Mars, which would be visible in our atmosphere. News reports in the Texas area confirmed these sightings at the time and place predicted. There is no question that psychics can make accurate predictions because they're in tune with the psychic, which is nothing more than the human consciousness. They can contact the human consciousness. They're using all their life force and their precious energies, which in spiritualism we call ectoplasm. They're using this precious force field. It's a jelly-like substance of the Holy Spirit that surrounds the nerves, surrounds the four lower bodies, they're using that for their psychic probings. They do make contact with spaceships, Martians, what have you. They can make predictions, and, you know, the things will happen because, I mean, 
I can call up New York City and ask somebody in New York City, what are you going to be doing next week? And they can tell me they're going to be doing it, and I can get up and make a prediction. So-and-so is going to be doing so-and-so in two weeks. And the whole world will be, you know, gaga because I made a prediction and it came true. Well, that's just about what a psychic channel does. A psychic channel contacts psychically a human consciousness somewhere and predicts. Uh, it may not be because the person being contacted knows they're going to be doing something. It may be because they're reading certain emanations on the graph of consciousness, which is just like saying 2 and 2 is 4, and 4 and 4 is 8, and 8 and 8 is 16, and therefore 2 is going to be 16 in 3 weeks. I mean, you can project on a graph the outcome of causes of the human consciousness, which are going to become effects at a later date. The masters even do this from another level for different purposes. Now, the prediction of the assassination of President Kennedy was brought about because a matrix was sent forth, and through fear and people's attention, the matrix was fed and it was fulfilled. That's another way that psychics use the mass consciousness to have their predictions brought about. They send out the idea, and it's just a question of alchemy. The people put their attention on it, and it comes true. Somebody reads your palm and tells you something's going to happen to you in such and such a time. It goes into your subconscious. Your subconscious weaves the matrix, and lo and behold, you know, ten years later it happens to you. And you think, what a great psychic. Well, you happen to be the one that made that prediction come true. It's very hard to get rid of psychic predictions. That's why the masters tell you don't go into it. Leave palmistry alone. Leave all these things alone because no matter how hard you try, it's very hard to get these things out of your subconscious because there's this basic idolatry of the human nature. So they take dictations from Sananda and you would be aware of any organization that takes dictations from Sananda. They've been duped by the false hierarchy imposter of Jesus. There are a lot of such channels around and the situation on Sananda is that Archangel Michael and his legions have taken many, many times the black magician false hierarch calling himself Sananda. He's been bound, taken to judgment, and removed from the solar system. What happens is his next underling in line just assumes his position and carries on the uh, little game. So there have actually been hundreds of Sanandas in the last decade. They keep on getting flicked off to the great central sun, and the uh, next one comes along and sustains the... Uh, the concept. You know, I, that reminds me in some odd way. Uh, when I was younger, they had these blow-up figures that you would, you would punch it, it would bounce back. Oh, a yeah. balloon thing, yeah. A yeah. schmoo. There was a schmoo. Yeah. <laughs> like, these false teachers can be very persistent, you know, and when you knock one down, another steps in to take his place. We'll have more on that in just a moment. Please stay with us. starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, 
and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And once again, we are back. Thanks for staying with us. Um, Vibration, impressions, discernment, allowing the truth to unfold, trusting the Holy Spirit. These are all keys to making the right choices. Here's more. And so they give the appearance of their immortality and their constancy when actually they are one by one going through the second death and trying to enmesh people in embodiment in that concept. Okay, then there's a false hierarch claiming to be Mary, the mother of Jesus, who calls herself Zolanda. And then they say Mary had embodiments as Ada, Yonah, Asenath, Margoah, and Eunice. With the exception of the last name, those four names are the names of false hierarchs, females, imposters of Mother Mary, giving dictations through this psychic channel. Can you hear the funny vibration? Ada, A-D-A-H, Yonah, Y-O-N-A-H, Azanath, and Margoah, G-O-A-H. Very psychic names, very uh, discordant vibrations in those names sound terrible. You really can feel it in your solar plexus. The physical counterparts of these imposters are anybody who is receptive to their consciousness. Now see, you are being cleared of entities, discarnates, and foreign vibrations. There are people that walk around the earth for centuries with discarnates hanging on to them. They've had these discarnates so long that they're just part of their household. They are truly familiars. And these discarnates get enmeshed in their actual thought and feeling processes so that they think that their moods, their idiosyncrasies, their little traits of human personality are their own. They're not their own. They're a part of the household of discarnates that live with them. And even their aches and their pains and everything else, false appetites, drives, all these things, may not be the individual at all, but the individual is completely taken over by psychic forces surrounding him. There are very few people on the earth today who are subject only to the I Am Presence and Christ Self. And that's what Summit University is for, to make you your own man and your own woman, receptive only to the light. Now just getting the discarnates cleared has given you a new integrity, a new integration with the wholeness of your soul. Well, there are people who are very low on the evolutionary scale. They're inclined toward witchcraft, black magic, Satanism. They're definitely inclined toward exercising control over others. So that's the kind of discarnate they attract. So they'll attract some of these imposters. They may never know them as an identity separate from themselves. They just kind of come along and move in. They move into their aura. 
It's just like having somebody climb in bed with you. They climb into their aura and there they are. They start acting through that individual. It becomes noticeable, of course, when the aberration is so great that we call it demon possession. And when the person no longer even has any control of his actions or his words. But these false hierarchs can be so subtle as the disembodied witches and others that they can just more or less be part of a person and function there and the person learns to live with that counterpart and doesn't know it's something separate from himself. I mean, you don't think that you're separate from your Christ self. When you get a tremendous idea from your Christ self or your I am presence and you go about doing it, you say to a friend, hey, I had a great idea, you know, let's go do so-and-so. Look at this great thing we can do. And a master or your Christ self inspired it upon you. And you're very happy and enjoy and enlightened. And you don't stop to say, well, separate all these threads and this was Kathumi and this was Mori and this was Maitreya. This was the third ring of my causal body and this was my soul consciousness. Well, people in the world aren't subject to those emanations. They're subject to the astral. And so these people are very much subject to the astral and the false hierarchy gives them a lot of energy, a lot of astral substance that they collect from the world in their reservoirs because it's a good front for them. It's kind of a respectable, legitimate organization. It's got basic goals. Its theme is love and action. Who can go against that? A lot of teachings of the Brotherhood are mixed up in the psychic dictations. So they've got a good front going. It's the point-counterpoint thing where you've got a focus of light, so they have to counter it with a focus of darkness, which is close enough to it that the untrained and the untutored can't tell the difference. And I was approached by Minneapolis, by a student of this particular focus, and he said to me, Oh, you know, do you know so-and-so? And I said, Yes, I know them. And, uh, you know, he was in the group of this organization and said, The teachings are so much like yours. I said, Yes, there are many similarities. And he said, uh, you know, he just went on talking about how excited he was to find two groups that were, you know, alike and that he'd found us and so on. So I didn't say anything else because I knew everything I said would be quoted and taken back to that source and uh, they already know all about me and where I stand and where they stand, you see. So there wasn't any point exposing it because the individual himself will come to the exposure when he makes a greater attunement with his Christ self. So I just commended him to the arms of his presence, and I know if he sticks with the teachings of the masters, you can't help but see the difference, because the vibration will tell you. The vibration will tell you. I think it's a great place to stop right now. Got a couple of loose ends here. One thing that you heard mentioned, and you've heard it before, is Summit University. Uh, I would invite you to go to tsl.org and look up Summit University, um, and as was said, these are uh, an accumulation of programs that are designed to sensitize and align the student with light. Great, great focus. The other one is something a bit more obscure, I think, and that was the mention in the first um, excerpt that we heard today of Mercury, Mars, the solar system, and I think some of you may be rushing for the tinfoil hats. <laughs> you know, I don't want to do that. But there's a reason why those are mentioned. I think, Sid, you wanted to make a point well, about that. Well, I just, that. you know, I think that we understand that life <clears throat> operates on many different levels and vibrations. So if you go to someone and say there's life on the planet Mercury, that's a little hard to believe given the temperature on the planet. Yeah. You know, And obviously in this vibration at the physical plane, it's not there. But there are other planes where there is life on some of these planets. And so um, that's what we wanted to share that, lest you think we're 
um, <laughs> any more uh, strange than you already think we are, perhaps. <laughs> but uh, so that that's the explanation of that. And yeah. of course, many of the, the 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 Greek gods and the Roman gods were actually taken from the the true masters and true beings. Uh, I think it was mentioned the god Mercury, you know, which of course and is mm-hmm. uh, is a, one of them the pantheon of I know, Roman or Greek gods or whatever it is. So it, you know what came first, so to speak. So a lot of these are and a lot of history on planet Earth are kind of myths and and things that have been carried over, but there is a an element of truth in them. So we wanted to share that with you just so you don't think that we. <laughs> You know, take you take enough sunscreen, you're going to be okay on Mercury. I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> SPF 1000. So, <laughs> I also like the fact that she she touched on an element of revelation there, and so that all was mm-hmm. very brand new to me. She said, and that is the flood that the dragon cast out of his mouth to swallow up the divine woman and the man child. And up to this point, I didn't understand that. Yeah, from the book of Revelation. Yeah, yeah. isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's very interesting. In fact, there, there's a whole program on kind of decoding the book of revelations that mrs prophet does yes yes it's uh, <laughs> pretty amazing a lot of christian pastors have tried to do that it's a challenging task yes yeah. one thing i wanted to mention here you know it came to mind when she was talking about how we learn and so forth and you know as human beings we tend to learn the hard way pain is the price of yes. wisdom <laughs> and the the challenge is that you know we can learn the other way we can hear the truth we can read the vibration and not get taken up by it and so I think that's the goal because, as Mrs. Prophet mentioned, what happens is when you get influenced by these false harakats, after a while you forget they're there. And they don't go away when you die. That's the other thing. So they keep your soul at a lower vibratory level in between incarnations. Yeah. So it's just not a place you want to go. And you can be cut free from these students at the university by prayers and calls and fasting and so forth that properly taught by the Ascended Masters. There's ways to do that. So don't condemn yourself or condemn others, you know. Just know that there is a way to be free of these things. And Jesus, you know, casts the demons out of people. Um, you know, remember the one says, what's your name? And they say, Legion. Legion. So, you, so yeah. you can imagine how many were in that person. That was probably a wonderful soul that unfortunately had made wrong choices. So, you know, there are so, we can't rely on learning the hard way because there are repercussions for that that we don't want. It's, you know, what are you going to say? Yeah, I, just remembering something about that 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 parable call it a parable, was that when that person was relieved of those demons, he went back and actually became possessed again. He was a clear vessel at that point and didn't realize he was wide open. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you have to stay protected. You got to stay protected. I would just add here, another thought I had in mind is, you know, when you get addicted to something, alcohol, tobacco, sugar, Mm -hmm. marijuana, Mm -hmm. what happens is there are discarnates that will use that substance in your body to steal your light. Indeed. And there was a great picture Mrs. Prophet had drawn, which a boll weevil, which is a, a tobacco pest, if you've ever seen a picture of it. And someone that's that's addicted to tobacco, to tobacco, there's actually a force at an astral level that looks like a boll weevil that wraps themselves around the body of the person and steals the light. So, um, you know, none of us want to be like that. These <laughs> things are not, quote, unquote, harmless, you know. And so keep your body pure as much as you can. Keep your heart pure and, you know, you'll get the reinforcement and help of the angels. But you have to make the choice because free will reign supreme on this planet. <laughs> it does. And, you know, passivity is a free is exercise of free will if you allow yourself to be vulnerable to things that aren't good for you, your soul or your body. And I think we would, re- again, remind people that there are legions, angels and others who are ready and willing to help us if we ask. Cut us free. Yeah. So we have to ask for that help. Yeah. They will not invade, they will, they will not uh, abrogate our free will. Yeah, this And all this information is not to startle you into hiding in a corner. It's to, get to you home. awake you to who you are <laughs> yeah. and who you can be 
and make the right choices. Indeed. Right. Gary, what's, what's one choice people can make right now? <laughs> they, can, they can get in touch with us. We are at webradio at tsl.org, webradio at tsl.org, and we like to read comments. We do indeed. And uh, I want to say that we're now at part nine, as of today, finished part nine of our series on how to spot a false teacher. We have one more installment coming next week. Please stay tuned for that, which is the time and the power of choice, something we have spoken of many times before. Once again, we're always at the why in the road. I want you to make the right choices. Hopefully you will. And one of the right choices you can make is to tune in to the open door when you get a chance. Yes. Because, though we often say the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are, are out, out of this, this world. world. Thanks, everybody. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. We'll be right back.